0: Coaches, welcome to this episode of the Mesh Point Podcast. We're excited to share a new sponsor for this season, Watch Game Film, the simple way to watch, exchange, and manage game film. We understand that ease of use is paramount to productivity, so our platform provides you and your team with the right video solution so you can focus on the game you love. Our intuitive player includes instant replay, slow motion, play loop, rewind, and more. Plus, our platform includes platform includes video telestration and commenting features enabling you to convey clear coaching points to your staff and athletes. When it comes to sharing and trading film, our Excel platforms offers many ways to exchange with your friends, conference, or opponents even if they're using other film management systems. Plus, we make it easy to communicate with your own team with the ability to message user groups, individual teams, or even contacts outside your team. We know the importance of highlight reels for athletes and recruiters. Our highlight tool allows athletes and teams to create the ultimate highlight reel and show their talent to the world. So what about costs? Our packages start at just $100 a year or 50 bucks per season for on-screen and in text. That includes unlimited film and unlimited users. Our mission is to help coaches and athletes succeed without forcing them to spend limited funds on overpriced software. Ready to get started? Go to WatchGameFilm.com. Again, that's WatchGameFilm, all one word.com to discover how watching and exchanging and managing film can be both simple and affordable. This episode is sponsored by GameStrat. If you're in the need of a sideline replay system, look no further than GameStrat. GameStrat has the fastest sideline replay system on the market, and they provide 24-7 customer support. Their systems can be used for multiple sports like football, basketball, and volleyball, Bottom line, making in-game adjustments equals winning more games. Go check out GameStrat on Twitter, at GameStrat, or on the web at www.gametimestrategy.com. We'd also like to mention a new sponsor of the podcast this year, Just Play Solutions. I know most of you know about Just Play and how they can take your game preparation to the next level. From scout cards to player quizzing to installs, Just Play provides coaches with football playbook and game planning tools Bear faster, and engage with today's athlete. Make it a party to check out Just Play This Offseason before your league opponents do. Visit www.justplaysolutions.com, sign up for a free do- demo, and let them know we sent you. All right, welcome to this episode of the Mesh Point Podcast. Um, tonight, we're excited to have Coach Yo from uh, the Naval Academy. Coach, how you doing tonight? I'm doing great, guys. Appreciate you guys having me on here. Now we're excited to have you, and uh, you know it's uh, it's fun when we get the academy guys on talk a little option of football. Tell us, uh, kick us off. Talk about your background, where you played, um, maybe your your coaching journey of how you got to uh, to the academy.
1: Sure. Um, first of all, I'm from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania originally, so proud of that, uh, my heritage there. Uh, then I went to the United States Naval Academy, graduated 2006 from the Academy, and upon graduation, I was lucky enough to be selected into the United States Marine Corps. Unfortunately, only got to serve one year active duty, then I had a medical retirement, and then from, from there is where my coaching career started. I was lucky enough that... Coach Paul Johnson hired me up at the, the Naval Academy Preps, what we call NAPS. Uh, spent, spent four years there, uh, three years as the head coach, one year as the OC. Um, and then from there, went down to the Naval Academy. Coach Neil Montalolo hired me down as a wide receiver coach. Hard to believe I just finished my ninth season now with him. Uh, so I've been, been at Navy nine years. So unlike probably most coaches that you guys talk to, I mean, my whole time I played at Navy and I've coached, at Navy, I call NAPS Navy, so it's yeah. Neat for me.
0: Um, maybe as you've kind of gone through, you know, maybe your years at Naps as a head coach, um, you know, your time here at, at Navy, you know, maybe talk about somebody that you've kind of leaned on over the years to kind of help guide you through some decisions, some difficult times, some you know, some coaching advice, things like that.
1: Yep. I think um, I got probably three or four mentors, and two of them are on staff with me right now. Coach Montalolo is the guy that I've really leaned on heavily throughout my career. Um, and then I have Jasper is another guy who I've leaned on. And then the other two guys are not on staff. The first guy was, was my head coach, Coach Paul Johnson. Um, he's the one that gave me my first job, so I've always called him and kept him in a loop. And then probably the guy that I, I talk to the most now outside of staff is, is Brian Bohannon head coach at Kennesaw State. He was my position coach at the Naval Academy. So I always make sure every year at the convention, I go sit down with him and we talk. And then um, and throughout the
0: year, if I have anything come up, he's one of the guys that I'm going to call. Awesome to have a good group of guys to surround yourself with, be able to, you know, phone call away, ask important questions. It doesn't have to be football, right? It could be family, right? Like, <laughs> you know, what you do, right? Yeah, so. More question about? Yeah,
1: absolutely.
0: Hey, Coach, I,
2: I know Chris Colton, man. He's a good friend of mine. He, I told him you were coming on. He, he told me, make sure you ask this question, man. He said, uh, back in 2003, you guys played Air Force when you played at uh, 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 Navy for Paul Johnson. He said they were ranked number 25 in the nation. And he said, uh, come down in the clutch. You guys were down there in the fourth quarter to a, to a key third down and long. And they, they came to you, man, and you made a big old catch and uh, kept the drive alive for you guys to go down and score and win the game. Can you maybe talk a little bit about that uh, that memory and kind of, uh, uh, as Chris says, it, it kind of changed the trajectory of the Naval Academy program uh, from then on?
1: It, there's a neat story behind this too with two of the guys I just talked about. Um, so it's my sophomore year. Um, like you said, it was a huge game for us for the program. We were just starting to turn the program around of Navy football to where we got to today. So it was was only third and six. It wasn't third and that long. (laughs) We called it very, very simple, or we called it three twelve. I was the Z receiver, Z uh, Z stop. Um, But the the irony, the the funny thing about it was once we called to play, Coach Nehemiah was just the assistant coach at the time. He was up in the box, and he saw that. He goes, holy hell, your pitus is over there at Z. (laughs) He's talking to Coach Johnson. We you know your place is over there. This is a huge play, and this is where I give Coach Bohan a lot of credit. He goes, "Coach, don't worry about it. He'll catch it." Uh, so sure enough, we threw this, the simplest playing football—a six-yard stop. The kid threw it to me. I caught it. We got the first down, and we were able to secure a victory. I, I think we won twenty-eight twenty-five. I know we won by three. But It was a close game, but but the story—we've laughed about that for years. You know, we bring it up in front of Coach Neil all the time.
0: That's and a great that's, story.
2: That is. Hey, Coach, let's roll into the next question, kind of piggybacking off of that. Uh, I was doing some research, man. I was looking up some some stuff on you uh, from back in your playing days uh, before we got on the interview, and I found an article, man, talked about uh, how you were like a uh, – we got a friend, too, that calls his wide receivers wide tackles. Man, you yeah. used to really take a lot of pride uh, out there. You didn't, weren't worried about the, the targets and the catches, you know what I mean? You'd rather uh, be a pest in the – a DB side, you know what I mean? Just get after him, you know what I mean? And uh, uh, can you maybe talk about um, that a little bit and kind of what kind of athlete nowadays you're looking for um, at wide receiver to play in the triple option? And, and last part of this question, I know it's kind of long, but I wanted you to kind of maybe compare the position to back when you played in the triple option flexbone and maybe kind of where it's at uh, now today.
1: Sure. Um, the thing we talk about every single day in our meeting in the number one quality I'm looking for in a wide receiver is a kid that's going to be selfless and be a team guy. And to play wide receiver at the United States Naval Academy in this offense, you better be selfless or else you're not going to last very long. Um, so that's the very first quality we're looking for. The next thing we look for, I think everybody's looking for now is really trying to find guys that love football. And I, and I think some sometimes recently here these some of these kids are more into video games and different things and just being outside playing ball we want want just ball players kids that love ball um so you gotta be selfish with kids that love ball looking for great teammates and those things so we look at those attributes before we start looking into hey can he run routes how fast is he all that other stuff at least for us that's how we're doing and that's for me i know it's very important i was just talking to uh our linebacker coach tonight before i got on this call and he was there's a guy that we graded that we really like and I, and we started talking i was like all right well, you got to tell me more about him i can see he can do all this stuff but will he fit our culture and what we want and especially to be a navy wide receiver where you're not there gonna be some games where we're not going to throw the ball yeah. you know coach coach can say all he wants that we want to throw it um but it just happens sometimes you'd sometimes you'd You'll go to a game. If you can win a game Run and you flex run offense, you don't have to pass. Why pass the ball? Yeah, that's right. You know, that's the way we look at it. Um, so that's, that's how it works. I think um, it's a whole lot different from when I played, the second part of your question, um, to, to now. Um, now the guys are bigger, stronger, faster, all that stuff. But it's the same type of kid. I, I just remember all the guys in the wide receiver room when I was playing, and when Coach Bohan was coaching me, and he talked about all the same stuff that I'm trying to preach to the guys now. Hey, listen, guys, you know, we're a big play offense. When you do get a chance to make a play, you better make the most of it. Um, but at the end of the day, we're big into team stats. It's all about the team, um, and that will never change.
2: Yeah, you had that uh, big receiver, Michael Cooper, right, man? He was like 6'5", a huge kid. I saw him catching a big backside post today. I was uh, watching a video there. versus I think it was Tulsa or something like that, man.
1: That's a big dude. He's he's a big, really, really good-looking kid. And more importantly, he's a great person. Um, He would epitomize a Navy wide receiver because he's really, really talented, but he's all about the team. He's never once complained, coach, you got to get me the ball. How can you get me the ball? It's all about... What's best for the team, and that's why I love the kid because he is a really, really talented kid, and I hope we get him some more, <laughs> some more passes next year. Yeah,
0: yeah, no doubt, uh, a lot of talent with him. Um, question: You get them on campus, and 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 they've they've kind of qualified for your for the things you're looking for. How are you guys kind of, um, you know? continuing them on the to be selfless, take pride in the little things like cutting off the backside or, you know, getting that good crush block down on that number two, uh, reading number two guy. And, you know, just keeping that concept going as you you bring them into your program. Is there some stuff you guys do within your own meeting room?
1: There is. um, There's a lot of stuff we do in our own meeting room. I think first and foremost, our foundation is really, really strong as a football program at the Naval Academy, and our foundation is really, really strong on a wide receiver meeting room. So, the seniors, the juniors, the upperclassmen—they take the freshmen under their wing. Um, probably before I get to to get after them, they grab them and say, "Listen, guys, there's certain things that we do around here that are non-negotiable. You know, that's kind of what put on the board, non-negotiable. You're going to play with great effort. You're going to be a great teammate." Those type of things, and when you have your seniors able to lead that meeting, and, and I can sit in the back and watch, then that says everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the freshmen aren't hearing it from me, for say they're hear- They're going to hear it from the first, the very first meeting. I'm not going to run it. I'm not going to start it. Eventually, I'll 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 start talking. But I have my seniors run that first meeting so the freshmen understand. Hey, here's here's our foundation. Here's our culture of this room, and I think that's really powerful when the younger guys. Uh, can see that um, and a big thing that coach Nehemiah is huge on so that's not just a one-time thing every meeting we started with something other than football Um, so the guys see that we care about them I'm a big believer you can't coach them hard until they know you really love them Um, so I think the guys know that we care about them Um, not just the wide receivers our whole program and that's from the the head down, obviously our head man is a great person. So that all starts with them. But I think that's really, really important that these kids know that we love them. So that we can coach them hard. We can get after them. We can demand those things that you're talking about.
0: Yeah, it's uh it's it you know it's it's really important and and it doesn't and, and the great thing about it too is I mean obviously you're in college at the Naval Academy, but you know, guys listening that are in high school, um, you know, that's another great important thing that you can do is get your you know get your guys that have more experience and then for us may not necessarily be seniors could be but you know get those guys to help establish a culture cuz i mean let's face it sometimes you know when they hear us over and over and over and over again sometimes that that message tends to be a bit muted but you know when a senior guy stands up and says wait hold on a minute that's not how we do things or this is what we need to do you know those guys are going to take notice a little
1: there's no question. It means so much more when it's coming from the peers than yeah. from somebody of authority, quote-unquote, authority to the kids. So, I mean, I think that's been one of the best things that I've been able to do now, and and it just shows you how strong our program's been. My wide receiver meeting room has been because those guys have taken it, and it's amazing. Sometimes a freshman comes in and they're a little bit lazy. By the time they're sophomores, worst-case juniors, they're working their butt off Yeah, I understand
0: yeah, it's and it's also neat to see guys take on that responsibility, you know, peer-to-peer learning and uh and take on the responsibility to kind of show the way. That's also a neat part of it too, I think, you know. So Right.
2: I mean, you guys are known for the brotherhood, right? Man, every flexbone triple option team's gotta be brotherhood. They, they use the mantra of the brotherhood, right? Smalling right. after you guys, man. We joked about that with Coach Harrison the other day.
1: Yeah. It's all, all about the brotherhood.
2: That's it. Hey coach, I got a question about wide receiver stance. Let's get into that a little bit. Uh, kind of what's your take on the debate of um, we always hear guys talking about, um, you know, whether you should have your inside foot up, your your outside foot up, and I guess uh, usually when you're when you're out wide in a spread formation or whatever, uh, you usually go inside foot up. But what about when you bring them down in that flex uh, formation? Do you what's your take on switching the feet up? And if that, and some guys are like, man, that's a tell. You know, that's going to be a dead giveaway that you're coming inside. What's your take on all that, Coach?
1: Yeah. We've obviously researched a lot. A few years ago, we were primarily in that formation where we were in there tight. Now, we spread out a little bit more this year. Um, But just from my study, looking at a lot of different things, we wanted the outside foot up for the very simple reason of if we had to protect the C-gap run-through, I wanted those guys to be able to step flat and be able to gain ground the second step. So th- that's why we did it. Um, and as long as they do it every time, I don't. To me, there's no giveaway because every single time we're going to be in that in that stance. So we could we could release outside, we could release inside, we could release vertical. Um, so that's kind of been our thought. Um, obviously, the Air Force is, has the other foot up. They're the the one program I see right now that I that I've studied a little bit and watched that they put the other foot up with their guys. Um, I just I just personally believe from the research I did and. Things we did when we practiced it, when we first put it in, it's just a lot easier for those guys to make the important block. And the most important block to me is if you're responsible for number two that's coming to that C gap, that blows the block. That's a critical block. If you screw up going outside, you're a little bit slow, you false step what you're going to naturally do, I'm okay with that. You know, we're not going to give a minus for that false step on that because that play's not blown up. Right.
2: Same thing, like, what about, like, guys that teach route running, you know, based on steps, like a four-step speed out or something like that? You know, that I guess that would be the only argument.
1: Yeah, the so rough we do, we're not teaching that route. Um, we're not teaching very many routes off of steps. <laughs> we're going to give them some distance to get to, um, you know, just the timing of our offense. And, and, and now we just hired a new guy <laughs> um, to help us out in the pass game a little bit, so he's trying to change some of that and change our thinking. Um, which he has, but, yeah, we're not as worried about that. All
2: right, uh, let's move on to the next one, Coach. Uh, maybe can you talk about how you reinforce proximity on the perimeter? Uh, what I mean is making uh, making a block too soon, uh, so, like, timing your block up. Uh, how are you teaching your wide receivers uh, to, to correct pace at, uh, at which to attack a defender, and um, how it times up uh, to when, when you need it?
1: Yeah, and I – this is a great question. And um, what we're teaching is we've tried to simplify a lot of things. Um I'm a pretty simple person. So what I did with the guys is I made it really simple. Instead of trying to time it all up at the wide receiver spot, now it's different at A back. We're we're gonna try to bucket step and in time blocks up. So at, at wide receiver, we're not telling I'm telling my guy, here's what I'm telling them, really simple approximately you have four seconds from the time that ball snapped till it's getting to you on an option play where we want to block four. So in your mind, you got a four-second deal. you got to block for that running back. Um, so we're telling every single time you come off that football like you're running a vertical because we'd rather not block them if we don't have to. So if you give that illusion that you're coming off the ball full speed, maybe, maybe you'll get that DB's eyes to stick on you and you can just step on his toes and, and run them off and then you don't have to block them. Um, but we're not, we're not telling them, hey, try to set up the block. Um, the big thing we preach, and, and I'm pretty proud of this, is we don't take penalties. So that's our big thing. If you miss a block, I'm not going to crucify you for that. If you take a penalty, you better believe you're going to be sitting next to me for a while. Because um, I, I just think running backs are really, really good right now. So we tell our guys we don't need perfect blocks. The day when I played, it used to be if it was an outside run. You try to get to his outside uh part of the guy we don't teach that anymore either we're teaching you nose everything up and take dbs where they want to go because here's the facts for us and probably for most most things we're going to be bigger than every single corner we play that's just the truth for us um but we're going to be not as quick as all those guys yeah so we're telling nose to come off the ball as fast as you can hopefully you can run them off if not nose them up because guess what you're probably going to miss. And if you do, you should get a piece instead of trying to take a shade on a guy. So that's kind of been our, our deal for the last probably four years now. Um, and I think we've done a really, really good job blocking. I know last season we took zero penalties or zero. We had one penalty that was BS in my opinion, but we had zero holding penalties. Um, so we're going to spend way more time on that, on that finished part of letting go, man. You're going to hear me screaming at practice. What are you doing? Let go. You can't. The back in the day you'd want to pancake guys and you'd say finish, finish. We're not teaching finish because finish equals hold. Um yeah you know, yeah. go back and study football on all those big runs. If you see a wide receiver finish a block, that dang flag comes out. Yeah. So it's crazy. So we're teaching opposite right now of let go, get out of there, get off the block. It's been four yeah. seconds.
0: Let the back be a back. So that that's yeah, kind I know. of it. <laughs> I, I hate that you had to say that out loud, but it's the truth. I mean, it really is. You know, uh, knock a guy down's kind of gone away, but uh, it's crazy. You, you, can't it. yeah. you can't do it.
1: Yeah. That's what they look for. So, yeah. and, I, and I'm a hard nosed football player. So it was hard for me to, yeah. to not talk finish, finish your blocks, put them in the water, you know, all that stuff. We don't do it because yeah. it's not worth it. A 15 yard penalty in this offense
0: Kill you. over. You're punting the ball. Yeah. Well, speaking about size. Coach, um, I know you've had some guys over the years that have been bigger, more physical type receivers, and maybe they've been able to put their hand in the dirt a little bit as a, you know, as a backside tackler, tight end, or something like that. How are for the for the people that are interested in that kind of thing? How are you guys able to split time, you know, teaching those guys, um, you know, some of those different techniques?
1: Yeah, so um, we've done a really good job the last few years of this of of really coordinating practice well with myself and our O-line coaches, our tackle coach primarily, of getting those guys down with them. Instead of me wasting time, we only need two or three guys to learn those techniques. Um, I'm sending those guys down with our O-line coaches now and letting them handle it. And God forbid one of my skinny butts gets in there and has to put his hand down because it's going to happen. You know what I tell them? Play fast. (laughs) I said, if you don't know where to go, you do it as fast as you can and, and we'll live with it you know, hopefully it doesn't happen. Hopefully we can substitute and make sure we got the right guys. there. But it's inevitable it will happen. Um, we just tell them to play fast. So that saved me a lot of time. I just know as a player when I was playing, you have to take time to teach it. You know, everybody's there, so you're teaching everybody guys that, you know, this kid's not going to ever do that. Um, so that's what we've done here the last few years. have gotten them periods down there with our line. Um, we'll do some pre-practice stuff. So we just coordinate it that way, you know, or go, hey, and this, this is the part that's really tough for receivers. All right, we're going to the one-on-ones. All right, you three guys are going down with the o <laughs> <laughs> You should imagine being wired. Say, wait, Coach, we're about to do one-on-ones. Yeah. Again? <laughs> get your butt down there with the O-line. <laughs>
0: they you know, look at you they crazy, get it, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. particularly when they're young, right? What, um, Coach?
1: What do you mean? We don't. Yeah, when they're young, it's hard. Yeah, yeah. The older guys, they get it. They know. Yeah, you guys aren't going to throw me the ball. It's going to Michael Cooper. Yeah. when we have them. But when they're fresh, and they all think they can be that superstar.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I don't blame them.
1: <laughs> no, nah, I don't either.
2: Hey, Coach, we got a good buddy, Watt, man. He's a big run-and-shoot guy, man. Uh, can, you, yeah. can you maybe – he's a triple guy, too, but he loves the run-and-shoot, man. And I wonder if you could uh, describe a little bit about your pass game, and is it rooted in the run-and-shoot? And do you guys – we we looked at his playbook the other day. He's got this seam route with a bunch of – it looks like a spaghetti bowl, man, all these route adjustments on it and whatnot.
1: Yeah, it's it's funny. We we just hired a guy this past season from the University of Hawaii. Uh, Billy Ray Stutzman is, is his name. And uh, so he brought a lot of that stuff with him. Now, you can say we were rooted in the run and shoot. But, I mean, we, we've kind of went away from that stuff a little bit. But bringing uh, Billy Ray back, we got that same route where he, he started drawing up on the board and you saw a bunch of option guys' eyes go, oh. <laughs> but, but then after he started explaining it to us, it was really simple. I mean, just like option football, they do that, you do this. Here you got just a couple things. And we just repped it over and over again. Um, and we have actually got pretty good at it. I, I think we were all, when he first came and started showing us this stuff, going, oh, boy, I don't know. Uh, but then we got out in the field and we practiced a little bit, and it actually looked pretty good. We didn't need a lot of it last year, obviously, because we have Malcolm Perry, yeah. and he was just going all over you. Um, but it's something that we have, and maybe we'll, maybe we'll use it a little bit more this this next season.
2: That's awesome, man. Um, we got one more here, Coach. This is, this is like a long question. I'm going to do my best.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> it says in this offense. Wide receivers catch the ball for the big explosive play action, right? Uh, for huge right. chunks of yards and a big touchdown. I read an old bio of yours, and it talked about how you led your wide receiver core uh, to being the top three in the nation in yards per reception uh, at approximately 20 yards per catch, as well as you had a wide receiver named Jameer Tillman, who had a school record of four game, a four-game streak of uh, catching a touchdown. What is the one or two stats that you really pay attention to as a wide receiver coach within this offense, we know it's one of them's penalties, right? We know that.
1: <laughs> That's probably wow. the one penalties for me. play. Um, as far as the receivers go, we don't look at a ton of stats with the guys. Um, and the reason is there's going to be some games where we don't throw them the ball. Um, so, I'm so I'm sorry, individual stats. So we want to spend a lot of time on team stats with the guys and, hey, Get them thinking team over everything. Um, so that's a big thing. The stat that I that I look at um, the most, though, I guess there's probably probably two of them. And, and the one is, can you make a contested catch? And now there's all the analytics out there. They have a, everything you could think of. Because um, to me, those are the big plays in football. You know, at our level, if a kid gets open and the quarterback th- is going to throw a ball to him, he's going to catch it and score that. We can all do that. But you've got to be able to make that contested catch. And that's where Jameer Tillman was the best I've had. And last year, uh, Michael Cooper was one of the best in the country of of making contested catches. Um, And that's a stat I think that's overlooked where um, that's hard. Not everybody can do that when there's people in their face. So that's one thing that I've started to look at really, really hard. Um, And the other stat, just for my guys, we want to catch the ball at a 90% rate um and that that'll put you like what the the good nfl receivers are doing because i tell the guys let's face it we're not going to throw it much so when we do throw and that goes hand in hand with contested catches um so we want to catch it at 90 percent rate which we were 89 last year um did a really good job of that so those are two the two big stats if we look at anything uh, for wide receivers We, we used to look at which kills me and breaks my heart knockdowns was a huge thing for us but like i said it's just Nowadays, you knock guys down and you're getting penalties. And it kills me <laughs> to say that because that's what I was all about when I was a player. And when I first started coaching that Navy, even nine years ago, um, you could do it. You could go cut off backside and do different things. Um, so I've kind of got away from that stat just because it almost gets you in trouble, the knockdown stat. Looks like that It kills me, but that's not a, a major stat for me to look at anymore um, with the guys.
2: I'll tell you, we Coach, we had uh, Eric Kelly at Bethel College. He was mm-hmm. on last night, and he talked about uh, changing uh, – they record knockdowns, right? But he had to change it from knockdowns to knockouts. Wasn't that what he said, Coach McLeod? Yeah, yeah.
0: He was saying that uh, instead of a knockdown, it's a knockout. So, basically, you push a guy out of – you know, out of the way to uh, – f- uh, for that guy to be able to make a play on a pitch or mm-hmm. coming back downhill off a reroute or something. And, uh, because yeah, of the, it, rule, it, the rule change, right? You know. Right. Right. Yeah, and he said, you know, if you teach guys to cut, and give them reward. That's all they'll do is cut. So, and you can't do that after five anyway anymore. So,
1: yeah, so it's it's almost a wide receiver, yeah. you know, that's that stat which was huge stat you can't do anymore. Yeah, but,
2: but he was saying they they awarded for like, um, you know, uh, running a guy off or getting a cut off. You know, coming all the way across. You know, um, to to get the to do the little things. You know what I mean? Uh, right. Which I thought was really cool.
1: That is really. Uh, fun. I'm going to look into that a little bit just to – because anything you can uh, reward these guys with, they love that type of stuff.
0: Yeah, I think they were doing axes on their helmet sticker, I believe, or something. You know, I, I, if I remember right, I'd have to go back and listen. But, um, but yeah, it was just something. I mean, I know when I was <laughs> – it's been a while, but um, when, well, we used to do a sack bag, you know, and I'd throw, like, gift cards. and. Yeah. I, it was back when they had iPods and all that stuff came out early when uh, I was coaching in college we used to do sack bags and all kind of stuff for the kids and we'd throw all kind of stuff in the bag we ever had the most sacks in the season got the whole bag so
1: that's awesome stuff yeah. that's, the, that's the stuff they'll never forget that's yeah well you
0: can't do that stuff anymore unfortunately so yeah. I'm old but
2: So <laughs> <laughs> well, coach, we really appreciate you coming on. It went like that man it went so fast we got through
0: those 10 questions. Yeah that, yeah, that was great,
1: that's guys. Great. I, I really appreciate this. Uh, want to do this again sometime?
0: Yeah, yeah, man, it's awesome. Uh, we really appreciate you coming on, trying to, uh, you know, trying to push the trying to push the offense through, man. Keep it alive, keep a heartbeat on it, you know. So.
1: Yeah, yeah, we uh, got
0: this option, guys. We got we got to keep this thing rolling. Yeah, um, yeah. Get a chance to Ashley and Jason. We said hello, and the rest of the guys. So. Nice. That's going to wrap this episode of the Meshpoint Podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. You can download or listen to our podcast at Apple iTunes, Spotify, or, or the Google Podcast app. You can go on and rate us if you think we're any good and leave you some comments that you might think uh, you'd like to hear about in future episodes. Again, I'm Matt McLeod. You can reach me on Twitter at RunTheTriple. Again, that's at RunTheTriple. Our Meshpoint Podcast uh, has its own Twitter page. And that is at the mesh point again, at the mesh point. You can also find me on flex nation.com. I have an option blog there and write articles and that plays, uh, that can help you out particularly during the season. All right, Tony, I want you to let the listeners know how they can get you on social media. All
2: right, guys go to three face football on Twitter at three face football. And, uh, you'll, you'll be able to follow my account and, um, the cool thing about it is, is, every Monday we do something called Mesh Point Monday, and basically I'll post out four questions concerning a triple option topic. And it's a great opportunity for coaches all around uh, the country and uh, to, to get together and network and and uh, get to know each other. And you know, we'll talk about some kind of triple option topic. So catch uh, catch that every Monday, eight o'clock Eastern. And uh, what you want to do is search the hashtag Mesh Point to see everybody's responses uh, to to the four questions. Uh, like I said, great, great way to uh, build our networks and, and, and learn some things. It's like an ongoing webinar on Twitter, so it's real cool. Also, check out the website, threefacefootball.net. Uh, we've got some cool gear, like Fear the Veer, you'll see in the background here. Uh, Fear the Veer stuff, uh, mesh point gear, and, and other things like that. So uh, go check out that website as well.